Welcome to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging families to build strong foundations and healthy homes. I'm Jennifer Bryant, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Practical Family Podcast. Today, we are talking about the second part of our mission statement at practicalfamily.org, which is to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Today we're going to talk about what it means to build a healthy home. So if you listen to episode one, you heard a little bit about the history of Practical Family and what I mean by the strong foundation. Basically, a building, a house, whatever it is, cannot stand if it's not resting on the strong foundation of the cement or whatever is laid under it that it's on. Just as a family cannot stand without the foundation of God and His words and the values that He has breathed into us from the very beginning. So what it means to build a healthy home then, I want to talk about health today in four parts. The first part being physical, the second being mental, the third being emotional, and the fourth being spiritual. See, God created humans very differently from every other living thing. He's the one who told us in Genesis 1 to go, subdue the earth, multiply, take care of the animals. I've provided all these things for you, and I want you to be different. You are to to be the master over those things. See, God created us in His image, and by Him, and for relationship with him, but not just with him, for relationship with others. And so that's the importance of living in community, right? And that's what we're all about at Practical Family, is living in community, learning how to use our God-given roles to and, and gifts and talents to bless other people. And I just love that. I just love talking to different people and learning about what they're passionate about. And and uh, people already say that they see things in their kids that that they saw from when they were babies, and then they ended up growing up to be just like that. You know, we're we're all made so different, but unique and special, and with special purposes. And my prayer is that from listening to Practical Family, the podcast, reading on the website, that you realize what you were created to do. And uh, so health then relates to these four things, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Now the physical first. So the, the foundation of a healthy family, I believe, uh, will rest in, in when we are able to realize that our bodies are made to function a certain way. So on a basic level, and this is not my favorite thing to think about because I am so not the awesomely disciplined person when it comes to fitness and and nutrition, but I have come to realize how important it is and how my mood and my energy levels will change if if I'm not moving my body around and and if I'm not eating right, then it'll change. So, But when we develop these physical um, habits within our family, we all come from a different family foundation of what, what it means to be healthy physically in our body. And you know, as we grow older, we start to feel our body wearing down bit by bit, and it becomes more important to teach our kids good habits, like like getting enough sleep, eating the right foods, not consuming too much sugar, you know, those things that come into um, the family's energy level. And then, so for parents as well, right, especially mamas, 
if we are not getting enough movement in our day or we're, you know, eating a, uh, you know, more heavy things than, than things like protein and vegetables that give us energy, then, then it definitely affects the energy that we have to take care of our families. So we'll talk more in some more episodes and online about what it means to take care of ourselves as parents so that we can then take care of our kids. And by them seeing that we do those things, we model good habits for them. So physical, a healthy home is number one, physically healthy. Number two, a healthy home is mentally healthy. And in this area, I'm talking about learning. And so this, this is where I get excited because I, I'm a former teacher. Actually, I used to teach in the public school system, but, but I, I've always had the heart of a teacher. Even since I was little, I always, I, I, my friends make fun of me because I tell them that I used to line up my dolls and teach them, and I was so excited to get my first whiteboard my dad put in our, in our room so we could write things and lessons and teach people. And so, yeah, I've always been that person. I know, it bugs a lot of you who are not like that, and so I'm so sorry if, if people like me are so annoying, but I just love to learn. I love to read. Um, I'm a bigger reader now than I used to be because I'm writing more now, which is a cool thing. In your home, are you cultivating the ability to ask questions? Or, or are you, in other words, are you allowing your kids to be inquisitive, to ask? And I know sometimes it's, it may seem rude if your kids start to question your decisions and things like that, right? But to notice whether or not you are allowing for a healthy ability to to think, to to ask questions that lead them to discover new things and maybe it's something that they're going to end up be, being good at later is it are we continually learning as parents are we getting together with other families and and learning about new strategies in parenting or marriage or discipling each other or lifting each other up exposing everyone to new and exciting things are we just doing the same thing every day are we locking ourselves in our home and hoping that nobody bugs us, you know. I mean, I understand that introverts and extroverts are different types of people, but if we're not exercising our mental energy, if we're not using our brains, then we lose the ability to think critically and to and sometimes changing the way that we think about things keeps us from from staying stagnant and keeps us from staying stale in our thinking and allows us to progress forward and learn new things, especially when it comes to things like technology and all the stuff that's, you know, moving our world forward. So our mental health, number two. Number three, emotional health. Now, this one may be a bit more difficult because this has to do with the, the emotional dynamic in your home. Are you open to expressing and not just asking the questions like thinking critically? I'm talking about, do you feel safe expressing or have you allowed for an environment in your home that your kids feel safe to express their feelings? You see, God has given us feelings as indicators when something is wrong and something is right. We were made to communicate. We Again, we were made to live in community. So we, we communicate through how we feel, how we react to things. And if you grew up in a, in, a, in a home that was maybe hostile or maybe even the opposite, maybe people in your home were silent most of the time. Nobody ever really gave their opinion or talked about important things because it just wasn't done or they didn't see the importance of it or they didn't want to get into any conflict or anything like that. And what I find that that inadvertently does in the heart of a child is that it produces shame. It, it, when, when a child is not allowed to 
express. I used to see this all the time in my classroom at school. I mean, some kids were naturally quiet, but but a lot of the time it was because they were never really allowed to share in their home. Um, They were never really allowed to speak up, uh, or maybe there was a more domineering sibling or a domineering parent. And maybe you grew up believing that because someone was always there keeping the quiet or keeping the peace or being louder than the rest, that your own thoughts and feelings weren't really valid. Now, in a healthy home where everybody is allowed to participate and to share, there tends to be more freedom. And studies actually show that happiness increases the more deep discussions and conversations are happening in the home. So with that, I want to encourage you that even these first three things, the physical, mental, and emotional, play into each other so much. They go hand in hand. And then the fourth thing, the spiritual component of a healthy home, has everything to do with each individual being encouraged to connect with their creator, to connect with God, to learn how to worship him in a way that is is honoring to him according to the Bible, according to uh, what whatever your family practices in terms of corporate gathering together. It's just a beautiful thing when, when God is able to speak to individual members of that family in their own special and unique way because that's where you discover his purpose and his plan for your life. Maybe slow going along the way, but it's there. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast. Again, find us at practicalfamily.org, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and sign up for our newsletter, practicalfamily.org, encouraging families to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Thank you.